0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Cutting Chai Stories, Write Copy That Feels Good. It's the no-fluff copywriting podcast that teaches you to write copy you can feel good about and gets you more clients along the way. I'm your host, Jayati Bora, and I'm here to give you a shot of masala for your writing. A way for business owners like you to write copy your way, in your voice, with practical writing tips you can put into action right away let's find your words together. There's an Indian author whose books I love. His name is Amitav Ghosh, and I've been reading his books since I was in college, but the Ibis trilogy he wrote sticks with me because of the language. In the first book of that trilogy, Sea of Poppies, which features sailors called Laskars, who Ghosh describes as sailors who came from places that were far apart and had nothing in common except the Indian Ocean. And these Laskars spoke Laskari, a pigeon that was an amalgam of their languages. And Kosh peppers the book with Laskari. He doesn't bother to explain what each word means, and he expects you to catch up and decipher the words as you go along. In some editions, I think there's a glossary at the end, which helps. But while you're reading, you're reading, and you're figuring it out as you go. It helps a lot if you're familiar with Indian English or with Indian languages, but even if you're not, after a while you start to understand. Here's a snippet of Lasker talk from Sea of Poppies. What for Malum Zikri make big damn bobbery and so muchy buck buck and big big hookuming? Malum Zikri still learn pigeon. No sabi ship pigeon. No can sarang sarangali too muchy smart bugger inside. Tiki ship all we side three days. Look see. Okay, that was a mouthful even for me to say. Now, some of these words are familiar to me. Buckbuck is Hindi slang for talking nonsense or just jabbering away. Hookum is what servants would call their masters, so hookuming would mean being subservient, maybe overly so. Smart bugger is another Indianism, a way of referring to a clever person. And look see just means look, pay attention. This is what Anthony Burgess did in his dystopian novel A Clockwork Orange, though his was a fictional slang spoken by teenage gang members. No one spoke NADSAT, this fictional language, when you started reading A Clockwork Orange, but by the end of it, you knew that Deng meant money and Vek means man and Vidi means to watch someone. Now, I'm not inventing a new language or intentionally using really old versions of words that no one speaks anymore to make a point. But when I speak, when I write, and I'm writing for myself or for cutting chai stories, I write how I speak. And how I speak is peppered with Desi slang. Just the word Desi, for instance, which I just used, it means someone who comes from the des, or Desh, which in this case means India from the country, home country. So I could have said how I speak is peppered with Indian slang, but I would never say that. It's not the way I think. Those of us who come from non-English speaking countries and cultures that are not the ones we live in, Well, we have our own words and our own way of saying things. I talked about this a little bit in the last episode, when we were talking about words that don't have exact translations in English because they are closely connected to the culture or lifestyle or worldview of the people who speak that language. Personally, I do this unconsciously. I use the word "they see" in my speech a lot, for example, to talk about Indians because that's just the word that comes to my mind. But I also do this consciously, because I'm not apologizing for who I am and the way I speak. And if this means that you have to figure it out as you go along, that's fine by me. Sometimes I'll explain what I'm saying and sometimes I won't. And sometimes I know that you'll understand from the context. But what I won't do is erase myself and my speech patterns. I won't shrink my vocabulary to fit your understanding. I'd rather expand your language than shrink my vocabulary. And if you're still listening, you now know what the word desi means, right? And this is a sort of equalizing too. As Amitav Ghosh said in an interview with Jay Arjun, and I'll link to it in the show notes if you want to read the whole thing, Herman Melville's Moby Dick is littered with all sorts of nautical technical jargon. Ghosh said, and I'm quoting now, as a child, I would read these books and feel annoyed because I didn't understand exactly what these words meant. It was gobbledygook. Now I do know what they mean, but I know that the reader doesn't. So I simply used the Laskari equivalents. After all, if you're going to be puzzled by one word, why not be puzzled by another word? So he quite deliberately foregrounded words in languages that an English speaker may not understand. Yes, he was being accurate because Laskari is the language that was spoken at that time among sailors. But also, he didn't want to apologize or change things to suit modern English. And now I'm speaking to all of you who live and work and communicate in a country and language and culture that is not your own. Your language, your customs, your knowledge, they are part of you and they enrich the culture you currently inhabit. And if you were ever told or admonished to use the proper English word, thank God I wasn't, and if I was, it didn't leave an impression on me, as you can see. If you ever had to learn to use a word that didn't feel right to you, to accommodate the understanding of the people around you, well, this is my permission slip to you to let that go. A note... This is not me saying that you suddenly switch over to your native language when the person you're speaking to doesn't speak it and you both only have English in common. I'm not advocating for you to suddenly become incomprehensible to your audience. That's not what this is. I am simply telling you that I think your audience is intelligent enough to accommodate the way you naturally speak. And if the way you naturally speak has some slang words from your childhood, some combination of languages like the Hinglish I sometimes speak, Hindi mixed with English, well, I think that's A-OK. Don't apologize for it. Don't contort yourself into a speech that's not you. And that goes for names too. I remember the story that the Indian-American comedian Hasan Minaj tells about how people would always mispronounce his name. And he was on Ellen DeGeneres. And when she introduced him, she called him Hassan. Wait, what did she call him? She called him Hassan. And he says he looked at his mother in the audience and saw her face. And he had to correct Ellen and tell her it was not Hassan. It was Hassan. And when he talks about this incident later on on his Netflix show, Patriot Act, he said, my mom gave me this beautiful name with all of her love. And I'm going to let the world mispronounce it just to fit in. And if the world, by the way, can properly pronounce "Timothy Charlemagne, then they can say Hassan. And I so agree with that. I remember my first day in New York. I was in grad school, working on the school newspaper. And there was an American young woman who I met. And when I introduced myself as Jayati, she said, That's too hard. Can I call you Susan instead? She meant it as a joke, but she also kind of meant it. It was a name that she was unfamiliar with, and rather than make the effort to learn it, she wanted a substitute that was familiar to her. If you can't make certain sounds with your mouth, because your language doesn't have those sounds, I get it. I'm sure I'd butcher Chinese names or Russian ones or Portuguese ones, but it's important to make the effort, to ask the person how to say their name. Getting back to English though, if you think about it, the Oxford English Dictionary is full of words that came from other languages. Guru, Aftar, I'm sure you can think of 10 more. And many languages share common roots. That's why the word for mother sounds so similar across languages, for instance. Plus, languages evolve over time. So who's to say that that word you're censoring yourself from saying ends up in the English la- dictionary one day? Maybe it's already there. Some of those laskari words from the Sea of Puppies are actually already in the complete Oxford English Dictionary, by the way. I'll get off my soapbox now. But as you can tell, I feel really strongly about this. And this is what is on my mind today. If you have a word or a phrase that comes from your culture or language that you don't use when you're speaking to English speakers, if you twist your name so that they can better pronounce it, and if you feel like sharing, would you write me and tell me what it is and what it means? I'm collecting a list of these words, and if there are enough of them, I might share them later. You can write to me at Jayati at cuttingchaisstories.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until I see you again next Thursday, share your language with your people.